a Wednesday night because I know that it's hell. So thank you again so much for coming. I am your host, Jen Candy, and I am the daughter of the great late John Candy, who is no stranger here to Second City. So the whole theme of this show is I created it so that I can bring um, family friends who just happen to be alumni of uh, Second City and talk about their connection with my family and learn a little bit more about them. So tonight, I have an amazing guest, the very talented Jim Belushi, okay? You might know him. You might know him from, I don't know, SNL or his one hit wonder show, which is the best show ever, eight years running, according to Jim, which I was so lucky to work on for, I think, six years with him. So before we bring Jim out, I want to uh, show a clip. Actually, he has done everything from film to television. So I have a clip um, of his film about last night. And this was one of his very first films that he did. <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great movie, right? So it's one of his first films. It was actually one of his uh, most you know, serious roles um, before he kind of uh, got away from comedy and uh, took a serious route. So let's take a look at this clip. You know what your problem is? Your face. <laughs> yeah, right. Come on, wise up, man. You're too good looking. These girls go out with you and they get nervous, man. They feel dumpy. They don't want to compete. They want a guy like, like me. You know, a, a guy that's gonna make them look good. Right, a basic Neanderthal type. Right, your swarthy type, a man's man, a kind of guy who's... Losing testosterone. Exactly. Yes. A young woman today's society, she wants a little bulk in her diet. Yeah, she wants a big guy who sweats. <laughs> yeah, right. Best thing that can happen to you, Danny, is an industrial accident. Everyone, let's wake up a round of applause for Jim Belushi! Love that. Okay, yeah. So, I want to let you guys in a little secret. Before I send like a little welcome letter out and I ask them what their favorite show, uh, what their favorite candy is. Yeah, and right there. Yeah, as you can tell. <laughs> Besides my family, his happened to be Hershey Kisses with Almonds yeah, and yeah. Black Licorice, which he might all devour right. at I'll be this in point. sugar down in about 15 minutes. Right. <laughs> Interview's going to get very sad. <laughs> So uh, I'm going to tell you your button is oh, right there button. because <laughs> my mother was uh, gesturing in the audience. And no, I do that on purpose. Even though she probably wanted to see a no, little. No, no, I little do that. I do that on purpose. Oh, no, that's good. Just for air. No, no, it makes me vulnerable. Oh, there you go. So Ma that, makes so me look like a man that when when a woman sees me, he goes, God, if I just mm. clean him up a little bit, button him up, he'd be perfect. So that is your acting trick. Good night, everyone. That's the Jubilee. Okay. <laughs> It's the zipper one that's down. That one's real. That's that one. that's a whole other lesson. You gotta make sure. No, you're good. You're all good. I just wanted to. <laughs> I like candy. I know. I feel like I'm promoting diabetes. Diabetes. <laughs> which is really which is I'm quite. This far, I'm this far from <laughs> diabetes, man. Okay, so you are Albanian heritage. <laughs> yeah, I want to go straight to Albania because I, for some reason, think that might be the connection why you love black licorice because yeah. I don't know anyone else that loves black licorice. Oh, uh, um, you want to know about the licorice or about Albania? Albania, because I, I want to go straight into you. Albania, oh, Albania is a, a very uh, small little country between Greece and former Yugoslavia, now Kosovo and Macedonia and then Greece. And it's a little teeny 
teeny country on the Ionic in the Adriatic Sea. Uh, it's three million people there. Um, it was uh, imprisoned basically by a guy named Hoja for about 50 years. They had no trade with any country. They were a communist country. Uh, they lined up with Russia for a while, and okay. then, then Hoja didn't think they were communist enough. So then he lined up with China, and they weren't communist enough. So it was a, it was a black hole in the Adriatic. Uh, it was very interesting. This is how, how bad it was. That if you went to prison, and your sentence was 10 years, and you died in prison at eight years, yeah. they'd bury you in the prison yard for the next two years, and then the family could get you. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. So was there a... Was this is a bad-ass <laughs> country. I was just going to say, is there, is there And a, my dad got out before Hoja took over, okay. and then it just locked down. People escaped, and... People got killed. Now it's open. It's been open since 1990. Wow. And uh, I went there in 95, and I was, I was Elvis Presley there. I mean, there were three famous Albanians, Mother Teresa, John, and me. Right. And they're dead. And there, there you, you know, go. They're gone. So I was like Elvis. You're and, their Albanian god. Uh, there was no cars on the road and, and you know, Soviet art on the buildings. And then, I, then I've gone back, and it's like now it's traffic jams. Every Albanian has three cell phones. I mean, it's really bloomed. Is there a huge Albanian community in Chicago where you grew up? There was never a lot of Albanians. You were there wasn't. There was a very small Albanian community in Chicago, a small one in Boston, and I met some Albanians in Seattle once. I don't know how they got to Seattle. Uh, and it was very small, and if you ran into somebody that was Albanian, it was like... Brother! <laughs> because there weren't any. Right. But uh, Kosovo has many, many Albanians. And uh, since the opening of Kosovo and Albania, now they're everywhere. I, I, people come up to me and talk to me in Albanian all the time. It's really kind of interesting. Well, <laughs> I love Yeah, because we were such a unique uh, ethnic uh, group. You know, we were 100% well, Albanian. Well, you don't hear about You're the only one that I actually know as an actor performer who is Albanian, so I think you've got... Well, Stan Gergati, who's a director, oh, right. he, he's, uh, uh, he was from Detroit area, and he was Albanian, but he was a Catholic Albanian. So there's Catholics. I guess that does... Well, no, no, no. It's a big distinction. Yeah. Because the Ottoman Empire just, you know, just ran over Albania and Greece and Yugoslavia and all that. So uh, 80% of Albanians are Muslim, about 9% are Orthodox, and uh, the other 11% were uh, Catholic. Like Mother Teresa was Catholic. But uh, what was interesting... Did not know well, well, you got to know these things if you want to talk about Albania. I do, I do. I'm, no, this is why we're talking about we're talking Albania. We're talking about Albania. I, I want to learn about know, Albania. Well, I think everyone here wants Albania. to learn about Albania. But what's really interesting about Albania, I think, not funny, but interesting, is that because of the 50 years of that, that communism and that social pressure that they lived under, that really fascist country, um, all religion was banned. And mosques were destroyed and churches were destroyed. And they would practice in their basements and they would baptize children, you know, really quietly. And once the country opened up in 1990, 1991, uh, Muslims came out, the Catholics came out, the Christians came out, and they helped each other 
rebuild their temples and their <laughs> churches. And there is no religious strife in Albania at all. None. It was one of the most... The Pope actually went to visit Albania and said, this is the most... Yeah, it's okay. Because they were just so happy they could practice religion. It was like, I don't <laughs> care what you do. You just, let's, 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 we can do something. And it was very sad, very sad uh, country. And that's where all our comedy comes from, terror and sadness. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and, and you studied theater. So what, what made you, what drove you into theater? Chicks. Okay. <laughs> Honest answer. I played football, and I was a tackle. Okay. You know what a tackle is? Yes. One of the linemen? Yep. Okay. See so, a bell here. Uh, when I was playing football in high school, the girls weren't fucking the tackles. <laughs> <laughs> they were fucking the quarterback, the fullback, and the guy who caught the ball. Anybody who touched the ball. That's right. It wasn't like, you know, going, hey, I'm fucking the tackle. <laughs> <laughs> they walked past the they tackle. They walked past the tackle. They don't even know what a tackle was, you know. So in the theater, there were like 20, 23 people in the theater, and there were like four guys, and the rest were girls. And two of the guys were a little questionable. <laughs> so odds my, odds, my odds were two to 20. <laughs> and I was kind of a, you know, I was an opinion. I don't know what I was. I wasn't really, I was kind of funny once in a while. And then you found. And so during the rehearsal process, girls would like, well, he's not that bad. <laughs> He's kind of <laughs> funny, and then I'd get like dates and stuff. Well, that's good. Yeah, and then be, that was so good that I went into choir. <laughs> Forty girls, eight guys. Odds got even better with that and one. And four of us were straight, right? <laughs> oh, I did good in fucking choir. <laughs> so it, women have always led me to where I'm supposed to be. So they led you. Did they lead you to Second City? John led me to Second City. John led you to Second City. John, when I was 16 years old, I went to Second City. And uh, And for those, John, as in his brother, brother John, right. eventually we'll meet my dad, John. Which is Watson, a brother of mine also. Which I is the other brother. Yes. Uh, I went there when I was 16 to see John, and uh, I, I had never experienced magic like that. Yeah. It was the Funniest thing I'd ever seen. It was so different. It was so spontaneous. I was crying. I mean, back then they were doing funeral. They were doing Hamlet. I mean, they were doing skips, driving. I mean, things you guys probably never even seen. I mean, classic Second City scenes with Joe Flaherty, Jim Fisher, who I just saw the other night, uh, Judy Morgan, Eugenie Ross Lemming, John, uh, Harold Ramis, and Brian Doyle Murray. Yeah, wow. It was a great. magic cast. And after that show, I just was like, how do I get in on that? How do I get a taste of that magic? And so I went and saw every show, you know, six or seven times. Wow. And as I went to school and college, I just kept coming back. And I, would just, I just absorbed every scene and, and the rhythms it. and the music. And I th that was my goal. And so I started my own improv groups. They were terrible. <laughs> terrible. We, we had Viola Smolin's improvisational book. That's all we had, you know. And it was like games, and it was just terrible. We played bars. 
you know, where they're drinking at college and they're, and they're not really and listening. No, and, no and, and there's a window behind us on the street, right? Oh, and we're like going, give us a suggestion for a location. A location! <laughs> location! <laughs> what? A bar. Yeah, I know, we're in a bar. <laughs> and we'd start the scene and people would stop in the window and watch us and they wouldn't watch us, you know. <laughs> So you have to turn around and perform to the people who are outside the bar. Yeah, but they couldn't hear us. <laughs> That's where your so mind is. Yeah, you you got to sell it with your intention. Intention, all intention, all. It's intention. all intention. But um, and then, that's all I wanted to do. That was my single focus. So you got into Second City, and then you started doing a little bit of television before with Gary Marshall before you went to SNL. Yes. Right. I did Second what City Touring Company for a year with George Went. Okay. And he taught me so much, George. George is amazing. My dad did Hostage, with, uh, hostage for a Day with uh, George Wayne. Yeah, George, is a, a, George great, is a great guy. Great, great movie. I love George. He, he, he would kick my ass. That's what I loved about him. <laughs> he would. He would yell at me. He would get mad at me. I would go like, oh, man, how do you do that? Who am I? And he goes, you're not the, ki <laughs> you're not the kid anymore. Just do it. There you go. All right. Tough love right there. And before that, I saw Bill Murray at Willoughby's. There was a place called Willoughby's in Piper's Alley, where the castle, you know. Yeah. And he was in a touring company, and John and Brian Murray were in a <laughs> resident company. And I looked at Billy in the bar one time when I was there, and I go, how do you do it, man? How do you do the Second City thing with your brother here? Yeah. And he goes, just do it. And that was, he gave me permission. And that's when I really went for it. Yeah, Billy was very influential in that one moment. So then I did Second City, yes. And uh, I did the touring company, then I did a resident company, and then Gary Marshall saw me uh, in this White Horse Tavern scene that I used to do. And uh, he flew me out here. Uh, they were looking for somebody, looking for somebody, and Gary goes, Belushi, uh, there's a Belushi. <laughs> and John had just done Animal House, right? And they're going, I, I don't think we're going to get John for the sitcom. <laughs> No, there's another Belushi. There's another Belushi in Chicago. Fly him out. First time, first class seat, and it was the first time I was in the OA, and I got it. It's great. Yeah, and I did that, and then I went back, Second City, and then, then I came back and did Working Stiffs with Michael Keaton, and I went back and did Sexual Perversity in Chicago. So you went back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, I used to come here all the time. Penny Marshall, when I came out here the first time and I got the part, my brother John called Penny who was doing Laverne and Shirley at Paramount, and said, watch my brother. <laughs> and she goes, well, I'm busy, John, I'm busy. Take care of my brother, fucking Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> so she came down with Rob Reiner to the set after my first year, and I'm Benny Marshall, this is Rob. I'm like, Rob Reiner, Benny Marshall. <laughs> I, uh, my, your I, brother wants me to take care of you. Here with her marble red and her coke. Yeah, and her coke. And she, but she would always be like, you can't, you can't smoke in here. So she, she whatever. And she'd go either go right by a door, yeah. and she'd be yelling at you guys what she yeah. wanted you to do as she was. No, no, that's not funny. Out. No. <laughs> and she would Seriously. yell at the stand-ins oh. too. They're supposed to laugh at this point, and we're like. She, was, she, was, she directed that. a great episode. She's so, it was a great episode. It was so much fun. She directed the pilot for Working Stiffs of me and Michael Keaton. Oh, wow. And sold it. I mean, she that was like one of her first directing things. And she, it was a big clock scene. It was like a um, the big 
big clock scene from uh, Silent Comic. Uh, oh, uh, great. There it was, right. Thanks, so Mark. we basically stole a lot of those bits. And right. she, she got up on the clock and did all the bits, and Michael and I just went and imitated her. She was great. <laughs> but she was she kept her word. She took very good care of me. And then when I would come back and forth, I would stay at her house. Right. And she would put me up all the time because it was just, at that point she was divorced, and it was just her and, and her daughter and niece. And they wanted a man in the house. And I would stay in the basement and, and keep the coyotes out of the pool. Because <laughs> they had a little, little, little shit dog like this. You know? But she was, uh, she was very wonderful to me and really supported me until I started making some money and got my own place and stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, that's good family she to her. have. Yeah. She's very sweet. Uh, I wanted to, I have a uh, slideshow here of, it's starting almost around the SNL when you and my dad, when my dad hosted. Well, let me tell you. I want, I want to. We did a Second City show here at the Huntington Hartford. Then it became a Doolittle, and I think it's oh, something else. Right. Uh, we did a best of show, and we did a, a, a night to raise money for the John Belushi Memorial Scholarship Fund. And all the studios came. Bernie Brosey made everybody pay. And we raised 60000 bucks back then. It was a lot of money to start this. Right. And Brandon Tartikoff saw me that night and called Ebersol and said, you should do Saturday Night Live. Ebersol said, okay. And my first episode of Saturday Night Live, with all the pressure of being John's brother, and it was not too long after he died, and it was just so much Everybody told me not to do it, not to do it. And I said, what are you talking about? I was Second City, the natural extension is Saturday Night That's Live. That's where the I mean, theater pool, everyone kind of went there. That's what's, you know. I'm 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 an actor, you know. I'm I'm John's brother, but I'm an actor. It's, it's you're a different. Dream. So I did it, and I had never been more nervous in my entire life. And in comes the joy boy himself, John Candy. <laughs> Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy, how you doing, Jimmy? It's, oh, I'm a wreck, man. I'm a, I'm a fucking wreck. Ah! Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We're gonna be fine. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? What do you want to do? I said, Well, you're the host. They really want to know what you want to do. I want to do what you want to do. This is your show. This is your first show, Jimmy. Your first show. We're gonna do whatever you want to do. What do you want to do? And I said, Well, I like to do Mr. Mambo. All these stuff. So we sat in a writer's room. We sat in a writer's room, a little room. Michael Short. He brought in, Flaherty brought in, not Joe, Paul Flaherty. Paul Flaherty. Anna, me and him, and we sat and we wrote. And the problem with John was, he was so funny. He would start improvising these characters, and we'd start writing. And then he would switch characters, oh. and then it was like another scene. <laughs> and then he would switch characters, and I couldn't even improvise with him because I was, Okay. The first time I ever peed my pants. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, like a wet spot was in that room. We ordered from Carnegie Deli. We ate. We ate all night, and Johnny was nonstop. He was the funniest, funniest guy I've ever, ever known. And then I did six scenes yeah. on my first Saturday Night Live. And they were all with Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, and let's play this slide because they're going to come to the photos and I'm going to show he you. He just loved me. He, he did. Just, he just took care of me. <laughs> He took such that's, good care These of are a couple of photos beforehand. Oh, but uh, that's about last night. And then yeah. there's Kazarinski. Oh, this well, is that was, uh, at the 50th oh, that was anniversary at Sick and City. Right. Oh, yeah, that's classic. Look at that yeah. classic <laughs> SNL shot right there. Yeah, yeah, I was trying the to think jacket. Oh, that's right. the shot. I love that shot. I love that shot. I got that in my house. That shot. <laughs> we laughed so hard in that goddamn scene. <laughs> there's bad acting with the finger. Yes, and we did the phone booth scene. Confessional. Yes. yes which you yes. can find online, these videos, which are yes, very funny. Yeah, yeah, look at him. Oh, he was so loving. Look at him. Look okay, at him. I want to go. This is you were in Little Shop of Horrors, which my dad was also in. Yeah, but we were in separate scenes. You were in separate scenes, yeah. but I wanted to kind of yeah, tie yeah. in everything. You, I was surprised. You guys worked on so much with each other. We actually did. Delirious. Uh, or not delirious, uh, sorry. Harry, who's Harry uh, Crumb? Who's Harry Crumb? Did the bus scene there? The cherry. That's the stuff. Then this is the other. Yeah, yeah. Only the lonely. Only the lonely. Oh, yeah, it was really good. We had fun. Which that was a good gag. That was this. a real gag, by the way. That really happened to, uh, to these guys. And then that's you and Chris Columbus. Yeah, now, yeah. I, I want to stop on this for a little moment because there's a story that I always love you telling about um, my dad with the trailer. Well, he was the classiest guy that you'd, you'd ever want to meet. I mean, you know, I just love, I just love, I just love Johnny. So we were doing uh, only the lonely, and John had, uh, John had this huge. Tra I mean, the biggest trailer I've ever seen for a movie, <laughs> a movie star. Okay, it was a double Tetons. Two, uh, two things that went out was on Whacker, and they're just like they had <laughs> cars that go around it. <laughs> huge, huge, you know. I would go in his trailer and... <laughs> the son of a bitch. Sit down, Jimmy, have some lunch with me. What are you having? Salad. Because <laughs> he's always trying to diet, right? He's eating salad. But on all the counters, there were all these tin foil things, right? <laughs> He goes, oh, get that one over there. And you'd open it up, and it was a meatball sandwich. Then <laughs> it was pizza. Then he had all the food over there, but he had a salad. He did have a salad. He goes, oh, Jimmy, I got something for you. Come over here. Look over here. He'd open the refrigerator, and then the little thing here was that a candy bar. You remember the world's yeah. finest chocolate? Yeah. From, like, high school? Right, you, you sell pee. Yeah, Boy Scouts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I just couldn't think of Boy Scouts. <laughs> oh, I bet you'd like this, huh, Jimmy? Yes, I would. <laughs> <laughs> and here I am, candy again. You know? <laughs> anyway, Marina Hare. You know who she is, Marina Hare? She was a uh, beautiful redhead. It was John Wayne's girl in uh, The Quiet Man. And she was in retirement for 17 years. And Johnny, I don't know how they did it, but they convinced her to come out of retirement and play the mother. So he sees her going into a, a, a two-banger. You know what a two-banger is? It's two dressing rooms and one trailer. There's two different doors and there's a wall in the middle. And John was like, Phew. called the producers in and said, you can't, you can't, put, you can't put her in a, a, a two-banger. Yeah. I mean, this, this, is, this is Duke's girl. <laughs> you cannot do that. And then with John, we're, you know, we're trying to save money to put it on the screen. You know, we want to put the money on the screen. You know, we don't want to spend the money 
Oh, okay, you want to put it on the screen. That's okay. Good, I get that. I know I want to support that. All right, give Maureen my trailer, and I'll take the other trailer. <laughs> John, you don't know. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. So they gave Maureen his big trailer with all the tinfoil around it. <laughs> Chocolate's in the fridge. And you know what a, um, a honey wagon is? Honey wagon is like two trucks with, with really small, with a door, with, with three stairs, a little cot, a little sink, and a little toilet. Very tiny. If you're claustrophobic, it's your worst right. nightmare. <laughs> right. Johnny took one of those. Oh, dear. And had Frankie, one of the little yep. Frankie, right? Frankie was my dad's driver. Yeah, yeah. And John would <laughs> walk up those steps, and this thing would go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right? And here's the door, right, into the street and whatever. And Frankie was sitting here. You couldn't see him. And you, you, know, you walk by and go, Jimmy, say hi to Frankie. <laughs> Just smoke cigarettes and sit there in this honey wagon for three days. No, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. No, 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 I'm fine. Okay, I'll come to the set. <clears throat> Three days later, they come back and they go, you know, John, we found, uh, we found, money. We found some money, some <laughs> extra money <laughs> in the rain budget, you know. Uh, we can get, no, 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 I want it on the screen. No, it's not going to, you sure it's not going <laughs> to compromise the screen? No. Okay. So he got Maureen, oh uh, the trailer. God. Oh, he was so funny, man. He slides. was so funny. He was so funny. I know. It's he that, always said, Don't, you'd story. never get even. Oh, here's another great movie. Once Upon a Crime. Oh, that, that's, that's the second time I peed in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, yeah. That was, look at that. That's the one! I know. We're going to show that scene momentarily. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh. Okay, this was another movie, Canadian Bacon. Oh, Canadian Bacon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. did a little Charles Jackal. Okay, and this was at, it's a horrible photo, I apologize, but it's you, Danny, and my dad at the home opener of the Toronto Argonauts, Argonauts after they won the Grey Cup. So my dad used to own um, a Canadian football team in Toronto called the Toronto Argonauts for CFL, mm -hmm. and we won the Grey Cup in 19. So, mm -hmm. and then this is when I started working with you, right. was on According to Jim. Oh yeah, that was a sweet show. And that's me in the back running with the baby. <laughs> I played a variety of different characters from insurance salesmen. Yeah, yeah, we got you a line on that yeah, show, I got, didn't we? Yeah, I got multiple lines on that yeah. show. We and then I, and that I too, worked right? on Defenders in there, and which was another fun show. Long hours. 15, 16 hours. And there's, that's me with my line as I was reading the verdict at the end. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we had a line. Then we came to visit you on Broadway. Broadway yeah, yeah. Born well, yesterday. That was a bitch, that show. Yeah. That was work. That was work. Well, that's I, the band. That's my band. And then this is your band, Sacred Hearts. Yeah. And then you and Danny. Yeah, yeah. We did the Blues And I've Brothers. seen both you guys perform the Sacred Hearts and the Blues Brothers. Yeah. And then this is what your project you're currently working oh, on. Oh, yeah, yeah. I get the little improv group. Yeah. Yeah, we do very well. Well, we just uh, we did 50 shows last year and uh, just did six shows in a row this week, and we're doing eight next in two weeks. We're doing corporate gigs now and performing arts centers. We played the Venetian. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, it's these guys are the funniest. Larry Joe Campbell, Brad Morris, Megan Grano, Josh Funk. These guys are hysterical. I mean, they. One night I, I went, you know, it's Jim Belushi and the Board of Comedy, so I'm kind of the fake leader. <laughs> you know, they, we know it's fake. 
because they're the funny ones. Anyway, I go, all right, now look. I want a clean show tonight. I don't want anybody cracking up. I don't want, this is not the fucking Carol Burnett show, all right? <laughs> I don't want anybody breaking character. If you feel like you're going to laugh, just look at your partner in the eye. Stay in the relationship. Stay in the relationship. It's all about relationship. Stay in the emotion. Stay in the emotion. Stay in the relationship. Don't crack up. This is bullshit. This crack up stuff. So we go out. We do a scene, and Josh and Larry and me are in it. And I'm in the middle somehow, and they just cornered me, and they just ripped me to shreds. And I'm like crying, I'm laughing, I'm on my knees, I'm breaking character, <laughs> I'm like, I'm giggling, and they're like. <laughs> we get off stage, you know, at intermission, I go, hey man, that was great, that was a great talk before the show, that really helped us, thanks for that. <laughs> They are the meanest guys you'll ever want to work for. They are just That's ripping. That's tough love right there. <laughs> tough love. It's tough love. Okay, I have a video clip of Once Upon a Crime because I want to talk more about Once Upon a Crime because there's so many great stories. You guys. Well, he got me that gig. I want to Okay, yeah, because I did, I did, uh, uh, I did only a lonely. <clears throat> they were both John Hughesmans. I was shooting. Curly Sue at the same time as Only the Lonely was shooting. They're both John Hughes movies. Chris Columbus was directing that. John Hughes was directing Curly, Curly Sue. I love Curly Sue. And they wanted me to play this cop. And the, the role was not a cameo. And it wasn't big enough for a supporting role. It just kind of floated in the middle of my, my agency and everybody. They didn't want me to do it. Because what is that saying about your career? And they didn't pay me anything. You know, they paid me something, but I was getting millions of dollars for films at that time. They paid me a couple hundred grand, I think. That's a lot of money, but <laughs> compared. Compared. And, uh, and I just said, what do you mean? John wants me to do it. I can't say, I, I'm going to do it. We don't think it's a good idea. We don't think it's a good idea. I'm doing it. So I did it as kind of a favor, but not really. I wanted to work with John, you know. And we had a, we had a ball on that movie. Well, okay, so I did that for him, right? And three months later, he calls me and says, I want you to do this movie, Once Upon a Crime, with me. It, <laughs> it shoots in Rome and yeah. Monte Carlo. <laughs> <laughs> really, Eugene, uh, Eugene Levy's going to direct it, and I want you to play this role. I said, okay, I'd love to. And I thought it was the same kind of thing, right? I got paid the most money I've ever been paid on a movie, on that movie. Really? Johnny got me so much money on that movie. <laughs> Made up for the last I movie. said, boy, you, Dan, uh, you, John and Dan Aykroyd are the only two actors in Hollywood in my whole career that ever repaid a favor. That's Nobody else has ever repaid a favor. You know, you do a cameo for somebody, and then they're doing a movie, and you want that part. Oh, we'd love to give it to you, but they were the only two men who's ever returned a favor Aww. in this town. I don't do favors for anybody anymore, because <laughs> unless it's Danny. Right. You know, and not John, I mean, you know. But. So thank you for doing this. Oh, no. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> 
We got to keep it in the family, right? We got to. Okay, let's play this. No, but that's the other reason. I mean, it's like, you know, as soon as you came of age, you know, it was like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? What do you want to do? I wanted you to work with us and stay close. I did. I moved. I was in Chicago for two years. I was working at the Second City there. And when I came back, I went, oh, shit, I want to be an actor. How do I do this? So I was doing the whole mailers. You send out resumes. You send out your headshot. And so I had sent it to you. And you're like, okay, great. I'm working on According to the Gym. You come in. I started off doing background. Then I got bumped up to stand-in. And then I got parts and from there. And which is great. Your connections that you helped me get there i know a lot of the people i still work with yeah yeah and the defenders too yeah and the defenders so it's like it's just it's a nice little family that kind of travels and when i get another show i I I, hope to be there i hope i hope you do that (laughs) or if i get another show if you get a show i can use it you can use use that we'll we'll get a show together we're gonna work on that but let's i want to listen look uh watch this clip for once upon a crime 29 splits 100,000. Please. Please. I need your help. Goodbye. Wait. That for me, too. I'll play the same numbers as you. Goodbye. I'm desperate. All right, I'm a man of compassion. Give me your money. I'm broke. Bye. Wait. Don't I mean up for the first bet? Please. I gambled away a fortune tonight. I might have to sell my business. You know how that is. You've been there, Morosco. Please. All right, all right. Stop groveling. I don't mind. Stand up. You're a great man, Morosco. Tonight I'm going to make you a rich man, Neil Schwery. Yes! Yes! But first I must find the little boy's room. And lose precious time. Waiter, bring this man a cup. Wait a minute. Uh-oh. Who's that? It's my wife. My condolences. Oh, oh Helena, darling. Augie, what are you doing? Oh, I just thought I'd come through the casino and say hi to the staff. And I thought maybe I'd lay down a little bit. 7 and 27 now. Augie, you're in college. You don't even come to the hotel. You get off the train and come directly here? No, Helena, you don't understand. I'm on a roll. 7 and Shut the works! Yes, yes, okay, put more on seven. Look, more on dirty, 27. sweaty. You probably haven't eaten. Yes, I did. I, I ate a marker. <laughs> double the bet, double the bet, double the bet, double the bet. Yes, these are my... I don't know what to say to you. This is all done in one. I wait for you, don't you? Come to me, baby. I wait. I call the hospital, the police. I say to myself, he can't be at the casino. He promised me. Come on, come on. Seven red, we win. Get a bigger cup. Don't insult the man. How do I compete with this addiction? 500,000, 500,000 friends! And then we're going back to that clip. I think that scene is so Oh, no, it was... We did one scene. It was in one of going down all the tables, and we... And we p- picked up all the chips, and we had them in our arms. And oh, at the right. end, there was a wide shot, and we threw up the chips. And we began laughing, you know, as the characters. But we weren't laughing as the characters. You were laughing as We were each- laughing at each other because we had so much fun. He, <laughs> he just made me laugh so hard. Talk about trying to keep a straight face. He was tough. He was tough. <laughs> I know. that. If you guys haven't seen Once Upon a Crime, I highly recommend yeah, it. Yeah, a real farce. It. It's made from an Italian movie. It's yeah. It's a farce. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's really, really Yeah, a great line in there because there was a crime scene. And, uh, and he was being investigated. And he's it's like, where were you? Uh, G- Giancarlo Giannini was like, where, 
where were you last night between 12.30 and 1 o'clock in the morning? Me? I was, I, was, uh, I was making passionate love to my wife. I was a passionate love, and she was, she was screaming and hollering. I mean, it, it, it was, it was uh, between 12.30 and 1 o'clock, and she was, uh, no, no, she, she was screaming and hollering, and one of the neighbors said, Hey, quiet down. Do you realize it's between 12.30 and 1 o'clock in the morning? <laughs> she goes, uh, are you going to stick with that story? Goes, yeah, it's a good story. <laughs> oh, he, he was so funny. I love, I love that son of a bitch. <laughs> and on that note, I want to say thank you so much. Are we done? I think we're almost we're almost done. Oh, I can go is there anything? Hour. Is there another? Okay, let's do. Is there a story? One story about my dad that sticks out in your brain that we haven't touched on yet that you. Oh, there's so many. I know. I'm trying to think if there's one. Well, there was I... one more on Only Lonely. I can't remember what it was now. Well, I, well, I think we did good. We did good. I, 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 I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to. I, don't wanna, this I is shouldn't show, second I guess myself, but I did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no. I just started talking too much. You got me so excited about your No, dad. but that's the whole point. That's the whole point of this show is to kind of reminisce and, oh, yeah, and talk. You got, me, and, you got me going. Oh, I it though it's good yeah, and it's good to have you here them. you i just you are been i love you i love you too <laughs> oh thank you i can breathe thank you jim so much i love you no you're the best and i want to say thank you guys to all of you guys for coming out so much i hope you guys come out again um i do the show every other wednesday Side.